0: Spacemakers, if you're like me, you like to have an accessory that stands out. So for me, I like a big, bold earring. And that's why I love the work of my co-host. She has an incredible handmade jewelry line made from recycled and repurposed leather. We are all about repurposing, friends. Her work you can find on Instagram at thejshop.thej. J, just the letter, J. You can also find her work at etsy.com slash shop slash shop the J. And when you check out, use code MAKINGSPACEPOD for 15% off your purchase. I'm telling you, these are my favorite earrings, and they're such a statement piece, and people will be definitely making space for you in these. Hello, and welcome to the Making Spaces podcast. I am Sarah Heath, and this is my fantastic co-host,
1: Josie Jimenez. Woo!
0: And this is a podcast about making space for yourself and others, both literally and figuratively in the world. Speaking of being in the world, how are you doing in the world today, Josie?
1: I'm all right. Just a little post Thanksgiving uh, tiredness, you know?
0: (laughs) What did you guys do for Thanksgiving for the big day?
1: Um, We went to my parents' house. There was only six of us in the household and my parents are COVID safe, generally, I hope. Um so we just hung out and funny enough my parents don't drink but there was wine so I drank a lot of wine. <laughs> but I it actually- was Stella so you know there wasn't a whole lot of fun to be had.
0: <laughs> you know I uh as as you know and some of our listeners know I am recovering from covid and I say recovering cuz man it has taken it out of me and so I had a friend drop off food for me and she dropped off a bottle of wine. And normally I could probably do most of that bottle of wine on my own, but I haven't been drinking at all really. And like in weeks, even before all this, just cause I was on a healthy eating kick. And so I had some wine last night for the first time in weeks and uh, it was good, but I definitely uh, appreciated having it. And I appreciated them bringing by a dear friend brought by flowers and Thanksgiving food. Cause man, it was a little bit depressing walking around. Uh, the only time I get outside is to walk my dog. And of course I'm staying away from people. I'm actually out of the contagious stage officially yesterday. Uh, and so I was walking around with my dog in my neighborhood, staying away from people, but in your yard, seeing people eat outside with family. And I felt, I felt like a hallmark rom-com like <laughs> here she is alone on Thanksgiving with just her dog. And then my friend showed up and I felt less sorry for myself, but you had family. Did you guys eat inside?
1: Yeah, we did. Uh, And my mother's dining room table, funny story, actually. My mom, so she has a regular six person table and I sat at the head of the table opposite my dad because I'm the boss, right? And my mom sits next to my dad. Um, And it's normally not a problem. That is my spot.
0: Making space, you're taking space. Uh huh. And my mom is
1: like, you should switch with Ryan so he could be more comfortable as a tall man. And I was like, mm, it looks like there's plenty of space in this chair right here. And she kept insisting and she kept saying it's because he was tall. But everybody knows it's because they wanted the quote unquote heads of the household at the end. And I was like, Mom, I'm the boss. I'm the head of the household. Not really, you know, but obviously you gotta <laughs> you gotta lay down the law with your mother
0: these days. Ugh, that was my Thanksgiving drama. I just love it because I know Ryan's in the room going,
1: Meh. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, I'll sit wherever.
0: I'll do <laughs> he doesn't <whatever>. care exactly. <laughs> There's like a literal Mexican standoff because exactly. our Mexican <laughs> just like, mm, mm-hmm. I'm taking this chair. You know what? It's funny, making space. We talked a couple of weeks ago about how the dining room table is often like a space for folks. And uh it's interesting how like the family dynamics of who sits where is actually like a like mm-hmm. a statement um I remember I sat at the kids table for way too long in my extended family
1: mm-hmm.
0: and now I kind of want to be at the kids table because we don't really have a kids table in my family but my niece and nephew are so fun to be around that if we did that's kind of where I would want to be more fun
1: yeah I agree my family didn't have kids tables we just would put long it was just a really long table growing up
0: Ugh. I don't know Last year I was at actually Jesse, uh, who has been on the show before Justin McLaughlin. She has this, um, like super long table and she's an interior designer. So the like decorations on our table was like ridiculous for the last, uh, two years. And, um, my friend, Kevin, who's also been on the show, um, they were visiting me. And so I had Kevin with me and we had this ginormous table and it was all like interior designed. And like I was dating at the time. I mean, it was so much fun. And then this year it was me by myself eating out of a takeaway, um, (laughs) plate. And I was like, this is very different than last year, but I have hope that next year, all of us will be able to make space and gather together around a table. That's my hope
1: small sacrifices for the greater good people.
0: I know. I'm a little nervous about hearing our COVID numbers after Thanksgiving.
1: Yes, yeah, Stay inside for the next two weeks, everybody. People I be would... wild. And...
0: I know. it. I would also like to point out our guest last week, Matthew Paul Turner. His books are on sale at Target during this time. So go get his holiday books. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of guests, I am we were just talking offline about uh, how incredible the guests we have this week, Anna Kraft, who is um, originally from Southern Germany, actually, and is a project engineer, which means she's an engineer, but she project manages and uh, kind of had this whole frustration about uh, working in an environment that was predominantly male-oriented. And so the clothing is male-oriented. And so she started a company called Xena Workwear. And even the story of how they got their name is great. Cause you and I were like, like Xena warrior, um, <laughs> but it's sort of a strong female name and, um, they're, I actually wear their boots. So this isn't just, they're not paying me to say that I wear their, um, toe boots when I'm working on things. Uh, but the conversation was so great. Um, just about how do you not, uh, kind of, how do you stand out in your field and how do you feel? comfortable and be able to sort of navigate spaces that you need to be in if you're going to be in business in a way I've never thought of. I don't know about you, Josie, but I never thought about the fact that women often had to change their shoes from the boardroom to the like engineering floor or where things were being manufactured. I'd never thought about what a weird moment that is.
1: Yeah, I uh, growing up in a really blue collar family, that was always a concern when visiting like my dad at work. Uh, is I couldn't go to certain places because I was just a little kid with sandals on or whatever I was wearing. Um, I mean, that was my experience. I mean, he wore his steel toe boots all the time, but he's like, know, right. I love there. that idea
0: of like making something that's both fashionable and functions and has self-confidence in it. Um, but the other thing I am blown away with, and as uh, just as I get to know this company more, is that Xena Workwear partners with so many organizations to help women in STEM and girls, like mm-hmm. in the STEM field. And I'm excited to see all the support they've given and all that comes out of really making space for women in um, STEM, which is amazing.
1: Yeah. I'm really into it as somebody who's, um, you know, I'm in the STEAM field, I guess is what they call it now, but What's I'm very the steam field? You just art. add arts into there. Yeah.
0: Ooh. I like that. Um, People are really starting to recognize the importance of the arts. Good. (laughs) Um, So we hope you enjoy this conversation. And uh, we've got a couple of announcements. One is that we now have merchandise available for you. You can find that at Society6 in the Making Spaces podcast, right? So it's Society6.
1: Slash Making Spaces podcast.
0: And they've got great sales going on now too. So make sure you grab a shirt. We've got um, just one design up right now, right? So we have one design up in black and white. Uh, You can get it in a credenza, in
1: a pouchy, (laughs) in a phone case or a credenza. Because that's yeah, the one I'm f- obsessed
0: with. Still like, why is there a but we're into it. Um, yeah. And so grab that while you can. And we're also working on, and we'll be announcing soon, a Patreon, a way for you to be able to support us because our fantastic editor, um, he is Stephen Burnett, and we are sad to see him go. He has been editing for us um, just because he's amazing, but he works in the film industry. And luckily- the film industry has picked up again so he is too busy to do that so our amazing josie will be editing but hopefully we'll be able to get some team uh folks as part of this if we can raise funds through patreon so we'll be telling you more about that as soon as we're ready to launch
1: yeah give us money thank
0: <laughs> you all right enjoy this conversation with the incredible anna Kraft. <laughs>
2: It was more importantly that I was kind of a rebel when I was growing up. I I hated when people told me girls are not supposed to do that. And like this whole Russian immigrant environment, I heard this a lot because we grew up in Kazakhstan, which is a Muslim country, more conservative, where women don't have always the same rights as men or the same opportunities, I should say, as men. And when I heard at the table like, that women are not supposed to do that. And when I heard like women are supposed to have um children and be at home like there's nothing wrong with that but you should have it as a choice and not someone telling you this so i'm like oh when i heard that women cannot do (laughs) engineering i i could (laughs) prove you all wrong so it was i always wanted to have a job where i would have a purpose purpose was always super important to me and uh, like having a positive impact in the world and uh, yeah just proving for myself that I can do things that men can do.
0: Hi, friends. Welcome to the Making Spaces podcast. I am Sarah Heath, uh, one of the co-hosts, and this is my incredible co-host. Josie Jimenez in the house. Josie, good to see you. And we are really excited today uh, to introduce Anna Craft, who is the uh, creator and CEO. F-O or C-O-O or C-E-O. I don't ever know. There's a bunch of O's after. (laughs) Yep. See something um, of an incredible company called Xena Workwear for Women. And I'm actually sporting the boots right now because when I was looking for steel-toed boots that didn't look horrendous or were men's, you were the only option that I could find online that were actually specifically for women, all of your work where is is for women and you're opening and making space for women in the field of construction and building and all kinds of things. So I'm excited to have you on here. I'm excited for people to get to know you more and your brand more. So with no further ado, Anna, the first question. And do you go by Anna or Anna?
2: You know, my German friends call me Anna and in the US I go by Anna. So we can do Anna.
0: Anna, there we go. My niece is Anna, but then she watched frozen and decided to be Anna for a little while, but now she (laughs) probably doesn't remember that. That That's when she was like five, but she is Anna. Um, Anna, what is one of your favorite spaces and why?
2: Oh, okay. It's such a good question. Um, So thank you for having me on your amazing podcast. So, okay. What is my favorite space? I would say um, that I love to be by water. I if that that answer works. It's not the specific space in my house, but I just no, that's feel so energized to be by a lake or by a river, like my perfect morning, how I envision my perfect mornings are, I get up, get a cup of coffee and can sit by a beautiful lake. So that is my happy space.
0: I agree with you. I absolutely adore the water. I grew up um, where I was born was like right on the water. And I think, I don't know if that's possible to still be affecting me now, but I feel like I always feel more grounded. And even like for those who are just listening to the podcast versus watching it on YouTube, right behind Anna is this incredible uh, photo of water.
2: Um, Yeah, this this is my whole house theme. We, We live in Milwaukee, which is right by Lake Michigan. And whenever I get a chance, I I go for a walk to the lake or I jog along the lake. We have a beautiful, during summer months, we have during our short summer months, <laughs> we have a beautiful farmer's market. So you, it's just so amazing to pick up a coffee and a little snack from a local a local bakery and sit by the lake and just um, recharge. Oh, it is really,
0: really gorgeous. Um,
2: and you, so how long have you lived in Milwaukee? Um, I came here for the very first time, seven years ago, like during my internship, I studied in Germany, um, project engineering and because it was an international program, I had to go abroad and I always dreamed of living abroad for a little bit to experience completely new culture, uh, speak a different language. So I came to Waukesha, Wisconsin first. And then during that time, I met my husband here. And because he doesn't speak any German, um, after I finished my degree in Germany, I decided to move to Milwaukee because I love I love the city. Um, overall, love living in the US. I love this optimistic, um, very entrepreneurial mindset that so many Americans have. And yeah, love being here. So I lived here <laughs> for about six years.
0: I grew up in Canada and my dad, uh, when we moved from... Canada to um, actually move to the south but my mom is British and my dad is Canadian and he always calls the U.S. the excited states of America he's like (laughs) everyone is always excited and optimistic and hopeful and like whereas our our culture in Canada is much more like hmm we'll see just kind of like a we'll see policy when it
2: comes to anything (laughs) that that Um, is interesting I wouldn't expect such a big difference between U.S. and Canada, since they're bordering each other culturally, uh, that, that is very interesting. It, it is shocking. I've traveled to so many countries around the globe, but have never been to Canada. Like in Wisconsin, is bordering Canada. It's,
0: it's shocking. <laughs> um, as soon as the
2: borders open, I'm going. You better go. You better <laughs> When
0: will be go. Safe. So you said you studied, um, did you say you studied engineering?
2: Yeah, um, it was a really cool program my university called international project engineering which combines um, different engineering subjects with project management so it's basically for someone who's um, who needs an engineering background but helps a team of specialists to run a very specific project so I loved it because I could never decide what I would I want to study I was always interested in so many subjects I, but I could not study only physics or only Spanish so this program was perfect for me and It opened up so many doors and allowed me to come to the U S and now, (laughs) now I'm running a company with some of the knowledge that I gained through this program. So now we're there a lot of, go
1: ahead. Yeah. Do you speak Spanish? Is that what I
2: heard? Yeah. I I speak four languages, but Spanish is, um, is probably my weakest. So we, (laughs) we manufacture in Mexico and. Last time when every time I go there by the first couple of days, I'm like, I'm so confused. It takes a while to get into the language. But then after week one, I'm like, I can have a real conversation with my Uber driver. And then when I'm <laughs> in, the, in the factory, I'm like, I can communicate with with the, um, with the workers there. So it takes a couple of days for my brain to reset. But once once I get into the flow and it's, it's coming back do you speak I
0: love Spanish? It. Oh yeah, I'm super Mexican, I'm the most Mexican <laughs> ever. <laughs> if there was uh, a superhero called super Mexican, it would be Josie. I'm Enes. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. pretty Mexican, but um, funny
1: enough, I took four years of German in high school.
0: You did? Oh, that's so
2: cool. I don't remember most
1: of it, but I did do it. <laughs> have, have,
0: I did you, it.
2: have you ever been to Germany?
1: No, it's one of my dream places to visit though. I think it's just so, it's such like a different culture than Mexican culture. So I'm Mm -hmm. fascinated. I want to go so bad.
2: Yeah, you you should go to Southern Germany. I'm biased. I'm from Southern Germany and have some nice German beer. September is a good time to go for Mm. Oktoberfest. It sounds amazing. I've been looking back at my all my travel pictures and looking at the amazing pictures from Mexico and all the amazing food, I miss it. Ooh. The food is unbeatable in Mexico, what can I say?
0: It's true. Yeah. Although I I happen to also really like German food um, when oh, I yeah. was there. Just, um, just the heartiness of it. And mm-hmm. beer, you can have a German beer in the US or even in Canada and it's good, it's great actually. But when you have a German beer in Germany, mm. that's a mm. whole different mm-hmm. flavor. It's colder. I don't know how, I don't know why. Yeah. It just is.
2: Uh, have you been? So Sarah, it sounds like you've been to Germany.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what yeah. part? Gosh, I went to Munich. Um, mm-hmm. Where else did we go? We kind of did a tour um, when I was in high school um, mm-hmm. and then have been back since. But um, basically I think mostly Munich is where we were. Yeah, yeah.
2: Munich is a great place, yeah.
0: I loved it. Mm-hmm uh, were there a lot of women in your program? I've just, uh, one of the things that always fascinates me is how do people get to where they are to make space for others? Is it because they themselves have felt outside of the brackets?
2: Mm-hmm. They were, um, out of 40 students, there were about six to eight girls in, in our program. And I would say they, they were the smartest people in our class. <laughs> um, one of my closest friends who is actually moved from the Ukraine to study this program, um, she finished as the best out of the whole class. Um, like her background initially was languages, so I, but she kicked ass in physics and math and everything else. Um, and like all the girls in my class did so well in engineering, but it was a, a, initially a difficult environment. Women and girls have to prove themselves more in these yes. spaces than than guys do, so... It was a little challenging initially, but then after at least one semester, all the guys were coming to us to, to get some help on, <laughs> on the projects that we had. Heck yeah.
0: You know, it's interesting. Uh, there is one of the mayors in Toronto was, um, a, was a woman and someone asked her what it was like to be a woman, you know, running. Um, and she said, you know, as a woman, you have to be twice as smart Twice as like had all this list of stuff, uh, worked twice as hard, and she said, "Luckily, it's not that hard (laughs) to work twice as hard as my competitors." I thought, "You do it, you do it." And actually, when I was looking at your website at first, um, I was blown away by there's a shirt that says, uh, "The best, what is it for? Um, The best man for the job is a woman." The
2: right, yeah, the right man for the job may be a woman.
0: Yes. So my dad, when I graduated from grad school, gave me a mug that says, the best job, the best man for the job is usually a woman. And I thought that that was, thanks, that. dad. Um, and I think that's kind of an interesting thing to talk about. Because um, when you're a project manager, you're not just like you're asked to oversee a project and in, in, in construction and in these sort of projects, a lot of the other people are going to be male and having someone over them, and suggesting things for them, we're still, I mean, I wish things had culturally shifted more than they have, but there is still that difficulty of being a woman in these environments.
2: For sure, yeah, you, when you start a a new project, you, it takes a while to get the respect that you deserve, and you will always have a few guys who are super old school, who are like, oh, like, what is this woman doing here, and that, that was the, challenge because my my job was not just be a project manager, but I was hired as a project management consultant for a major manufacturing company. And my role was to develop plans for multi-million highly critical projects that they didn't trust to give their internal team. So they hired me to help them with that. So if I'm in the room with the best engineers they have in the company to do the planning and kind of guide them through this whole process, I had to dress professionally. It was almost part of my contract. When you work with clients, you show up and professionally, dress professionally, and it was always a challenge, um, That I looked ridiculous wearing a nice blouse or a nice blazer with my clunky, terrible hiking boots, or Mm -hmm. what happened in most cases, I dressed nicely for the meeting and then once we would wrap it up one of the guys would say all right let's go out on the shop floor and check on the progress of the project that we just discussed and we had it was a manufacturing facility and they had multiple constructions going on moving from one space to the other so i had to wear all the necessary ppe a high vis vest hard hat safety glasses earplugs and safety shoes of course and i was the one who had to run back to the desk and put on my terrible boots that I hated so much I had two pairs there both were <laughs> uncomfortable both were designed for clearly for men and I just felt like a clown walking through the shop floor and just felt so uncomfortable they were in many cases I was tripping over um, over my own boots which is not the purpose and after so many years of complaining about it and talking about this to my friends I had a lot of friends in engineering I thought this can be rocket science. I want to figure out how to make a safe and stylish boot design for design for a woman's foot. So and that's how Z. But let's started. be honest,
0: if it was rocket scientist you science, you probably still could have done it. Um, yeah. judging mm-hmm. on your yeah. ability to yeah. figure it out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what one of the inspirations uh, was I listened to Elon's Musk Elon Musk's biography and this guy is a genius like he started so many different companies and i thought if he can start spacex and tesla and solar city and the boring company and hyperloop like i can start this <laughs> i can start a workwear company designing amazing functional clothing for women so it was one of the he was one of my inspirations along the way
0: well it's it's so funny because i um i am a hobbyist when it comes to like restoring things and flipping things. And um, I had, you know, I have a pair of quote unquote work boots. They were hiking boots, exactly what you're talking about. Um, So that I at least felt like my toes were safe. And I had worked construction um, one summer and that time was, which was a while ago. This was when I was in college. I worked um, a little bit in construction. I could only get men's boots, but Mm -hmm. my feet are small. So I had to wear like little boys work boots, like that was my only option. Or I wore like hiking boots, which are great and wonderful, but they don't often have the steel toe kind -hmm. of stuff that you need. And I was working on a project actually in our church, there are pews. I was putting casters on our pews and I like ran over my own. It doesn't matter, but I realized like (laughs) I need to have, and I'm dropping, I'm lifting things. I tend to not Mm -hmm. be that careful or particular when I'm working on woodworking and things like that. Um, and even before the Airstream project, I was doing projects that like probably needed to have some safety shoes. So went to look and literally could not find women's work boots that were anything that you'd, like you say, you'd want to wear in out in public. Cause oftentimes mm-hmm. when I'm working on something, I'm going straight into something else. Cause it's not my full-time job. So it's yeah. something that yeah. I do for fun. Um, And then I'm having to switch shoes out. And so it's been so fun to like, even follow since I got my first pair, which was in September, like you guys have just been releasing more and more options for women to be able to sort of, uh, yeah, it's funny how like clothing makes space, right? Like, do we have the proper equipment? We can't show up if we don't have the proper equipment.
2: Exactly. And you know, you mentioned this earlier. Um, it is already difficult enough for women to fit into the male centric industries like there are already so many challenging dynamics you have to overcome you have to prove yourself having imp- and poorly fitting workwear that is distracting you from your job is just an unnecessary barrier so by fixing this problem women can finally focus on on the job and the work they loved accomplishing goals instead of even being I, I don't want this even to be a topic at some point hopefully, everyone we will I hope to eradicate the term shrink it and pink it at some point that uh, the girls right, are right the growing pink tax
1: mother.
2: yeah sh- shrink it and pink it refers to so many companies right now take a men's boot or a men's jacket make it smaller make it pink but that's not what women want to wear like pink clunky boots don't help me to feel confident just making something pink or purple does not solve the problem there's nothing wrong with the color but it's a wrong approach to create work clothing for women right yeah I love
1: that you um want it like said that you don't want this to be an issue one day um and I really identify with that because I come from a really blue collar family my dad is a roofer and he's been really successful in the business and all of my family's in construction or body painting cars, or stuff that requires these types of materials right um and it's interesting because my dad had a son that had zero interest in working in blue collar stuff my dad remodeled mm-hmm. our whole house and i was the one walking around like what are you doing can i do that that that, that. And uh, that was me and so i've learned and i was an art major in school and i worked with all the power tools and i helped teach people how to use them and stuff like that but I've always been bothered by people saying like, oh, you're like you're going to wear a dress and hold a drill. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm going to wear pants and shoes and whatever <laughs> okay. I'm wearing that day. And I hate that like image of like this woman who's like, I do it all, but like in a very feminine way because I'm just not very feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that idea of like it being a non-issue anymore is perfect for me. Like, yes, I can drill. Like my, my yeah. partner he d- couldn't put up these shelves. I put up the shelves because I know how to do that. He just doesn't know how to do that.
2: <laughs> oh, same same here. Don't tell my husband. But- <laughs> I love I don't that even idea. Know how to use that tool? Let me yeah. do this for you.
1: <laughs> like, why is that an issue? Like that? I know how to do this stuff, and he doesn't. He he's the one that cooks. It shouldn't be. It's yeah, perfect. it shouldn't yeah. be There uh, yeah, aren't. I don't, exactly. yeah.
2: don't want to be seen as a woman
1: of- who can do these things. I want to be seen as just
0: someone who can do these things.
2: Exactly. I hope that And I, I like the idea too of sure.
0: some of your shoes are really feminine. So like for me, mm-hmm. I fashion is something I love. I love style. Um my workwear is Carhartt overalls or a pair of workwear pants, but um I still want to look like I still want to feel like I like these boots. I don't want them to just be um yeah, I don't want them to just be that like, oh gosh, I have to wear these. You know, because guys, mm-hmm. um, in general, like the guys, the space for them has already been open where they have all these options for boots. Mm-hmm. And um, I think sometimes we don't recognize like the, the reality of how important it is for people to see other people doing something so that they then can believe that they can do it, right? So mm-hmm. when we think of a construction worker, we think of a construction man right? Until we see someone who is not that. Or when we see a project manager, we think of maybe a man. And I laugh because I'm realizing my friends who work in the construction field, oftentimes they are given like a pink helmet. I would think that was fun, but it also says, um, here you've made this level. So like when you make different levels, you get different helmets in my friend's company. Um, and you've made this level, but you're still a woman in that level, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, It's just a little bit different. Um, So, when you came up with this idea, were your friends like, yes, please?
2: You know, there was, my friends were supportive. Uh, My friends who work in these spaces, they get the need, but there was so much um, resistance from our family. And it it was challenging in the beginning. Like, we, I was born in Kazakhstan. uh, So, my parents grew up in Soviet and the Soviet Union were like, why would you start a business? Same with my husband's parents. And I moved to Germany only when I was 10. So my parents come from this background, like why would you leave a safe job and risk everything to start a business? And um, that that was so crazy. But after we went through an accelerator program and secured our first round of uh, our seed round, which is, I think we raised $750,000. It's like, see guys, th- this is not stupid. We've been working hard on, on this idea and there's definitely a need. We had pre-orders before we even launched the product and having that term sheet re- receiving it from an investor who says, I believe in you and your idea and having a group of people who stand behind you, that was very powerful.
0: Yeah, we talk a lot about, so both Josie and I come from, strangely, both of us are from immigrant families. Mine from Canada, her from Mexico, but our family's immigration is very different when you're coming from Canada. Um, mm-hmm. But there is often, it doesn't in any way less mean we don't both come from um, a little bit more of, oh, but why would you do that when you could do that as a hobby and have mm-hmm. a have a secure job is a very big concern, right? That's very culturally- true of british people and canadian you know we just have like make sure you have a no you can do that for fun like oh you want to design clothes cool do that like for fun yeah. and that's mm-hmm. um it's so beautiful to see someone who is like taking a dive when did you guys launch
2: oh uh, we officially launched in may of 2019 so we turned in may it uh, turned one in may of this year what so, a well, tough year to turn one you- in <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but you know, oh, we, we were thinking about this. We're actually glad that we didn't launch during this whole pandemic or after. Our team is like so small and lean that we could keep everyone on board. So we had to rethink and re-strategize how we can operate, of course, uh, instead of working from a co-working space, started working from home. But I'm so glad that we didn't make, like hire a bunch of different people and had to lay in, uh, someone off so we could we can't complain we we could maintain all of our people who are growing very slowly not as well as early this year but overall i'm grateful about still being busy delivering products everyone being healthy so
1: well i can imagine that you guys are selling because people are doing all sorts of projects now yeah i mean my partner he works for bear paint company like the one Mm -hmm. that's at home depot or whatever and they've been selling paint like hotcakes. It's insane. Because, yeah. I mean, he gets like a bonus or whatever based on sales. And he's like, people mm-hmm. are really into painting their houses right now, I guess. Yep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you have, um, after this whole shutdown, you realize uh, who is running the country right now. It's the trades were running mm-hmm. the country. You had healthcare, of course, nurses, doctors, and then tradespeople, like certain construction has to keep going we need to maintain our infrastructure many manufacturing facilities who are somehow related to infrastructure and food production all those places were hiring more people so I hope it will also help more people realize that college is not the, the always the way to go it doesn't have to be a, a must to get mm-hmm. a college mm-hmm. degree the trades are <laughs> I hope people will value the traits a little bit more and explore careers in those fields because there's a lot of need in these spaces and I also hope hope that girls will have more courage to explore these fields as well.
0: Yeah, that's one of my favorite things you have. Um, you have in your list of things, and I actually pulled it up because I love it so much. Like your purpose, basically. And one of them, one of your purposes is empowerment. Together, we want to build a community of daring women who will encourage a new generation of girls to pursue careers in STEM and the trades. And I think that's yeah. so inspiring to me. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Girl Garage, but there, have you heard of Girl Garage in Oakland? It's a teaches girls. Um, like. In the city in our city to mm-hmm. be tradespeople, but also teaches them like how to do um poster like printing and all this sort of stuff. And they it's incredible so to cool. me. Oh my gosh, I will send you the link because they have been. I said I found them the same week I found you guys, which is like as soon as I started realizing I was going to get serious about designing spaces, I was like, I need to like. Find things, and it was harder. You can't just go to Home Depot and find stuff if you're a woman. And so I found um, both of you guys, Girl Garage, and then Xena Workwear.
2: That is amazing. Yeah, I have to check them out if you can send me a link. I definitely if you know will. Anyone there, let me know. They're great. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. They came out with a, a construction book called Girl Garage, which just talks about how to use every single tool because some of the same things that happen for women in the gym. Um, Josie loves the gym. Don't you, Josie?
1: No, I hate
0: the gym. Hates the gym. I, um, work I love working out. Josie thinks it's like against her religion. But um, when you're in a gym, like you feel like you don't know how to use things. That's everybody's experience. But women in particular, there are areas of the gym we don't go into. And I mm-hmm. think that's kind of this way that a lot of us approach construction or building is like, I don't know what I'm doing and I don't want to look silly not knowing what I'm doing.
2: That is actually yeah. such an interesting description. I've never heard this before, but it, it, it's exactly that where you have this area in the gym where you have the weights. I'm like, I'm curious to try them out, but I don't wanna look silly trying it out or asking for help. And I think we need to have more courage to do this. Like after I started doing more CrossFit, I'm like, okay, that's a lot of it is weightlifting and different techniques that you learn as a group, which is awesome yeah, yeah. when
0: go ahead
1: sorry Jess. i was just saying it's hard as a woman trying to be like in construction i think because it's just so my dad wants to start his own roofing company at the age of 50 whatever because he just doesn't Love want it. to have a boss anymore but homeboy does not want to get a contractor license he does not want to study for the test he doesn't want to take the test and so his bright idea was to have me take this test right because i know how to study for a test yes it's a it's an ongoing conversation in my family but so I thought I'm just gonna go for the because you can have like a roofing contractor's license or you can have like the contractor license Mm -hmm. but I cannot get it because I have to have three years of journeyman experience and there's no way that any company ever is gonna allow me to be a journeyman and it's a journeyman teach me guys so it's it's like um when you start working in construction, there's different levels and journeyman foreman, there's like these different levels and journeyman, I guess is just like the minimum rank you need to be able to have three years of experience to apply to be a contractor's license, basically saying like, you know what you're doing, you're not going to build a house and it's going to fall down or whatever, but I can't get that experience because I'm a woman and my, and I probably could, right. I could probably really go for it and really break down all these barriers. But my dad was just like, you know what? i can't put you in that position because he just knows the culture of construction and he's like my baby girl is not gonna go through
2: that. i mean you could if you really wanted to but you yeah. should uh, you should do it if you're passionate about it and probably not to get a license so you should push your dad too so
1: i know my dad who is like way above a journeyman god knows what his rank is now but he just i'm like well sorry dad you have to study for the test now i don't know what you want me to do but, you can help
2: I mean,
1: him
0: study I mean, yeah, I guess
1: that's (laughs) smart. He can study on his own. He just is bummed that, I mean, the one I have the most construction knowledge of all of his children and Mm -hmm. there's just like all these little barriers, well, huge barriers to me being able to have any sort of career in construction.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm hoping that's what we're watching slide away, like the generational like slide of like hey, let's not, you know, so it's interesting. I've got my Airstreams up in Bend, Oregon, and my dear friend has two kids. Um, and she's a boy and a girl. And it's the little girl who's the most fascinated with what does that tool do? How do I use that? How does that work? Um, she's got, I would call my brother's an engineer. So I don't, I have a more artsy brain. My brother's definitely the engineer, like, let's take this apart and fix it. And watching this little girl is like watching Jonathan when he was younger, like, how does that work? Can I make this work? What if I flip it this way? Um, and I'm hoping that we are through representation, breaking down those barriers a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and I'm sorry, you had to be a pilgrim as far as like even creating a workwear company, but it excites me to see where it could go.
2: Yeah. Uh, the same life. Right? I think. And the nice thing is there's so many, so many companies and organizations who are working to solve this problem. They're different. Other were brands that focus on different things. So we started with safety shoes and my background is manufacturing. There are other companies. Um, there's hot work that uh, she worked in oil and gas her whole life and like women had to wear these terrible, ugly coveralls, like the one-piece yep. suits, like yep. men's suits. And she decided like, I want to design something stylish for myself. So she created these amazing FR rated suits for coveralls for women in beautiful colors um, and nicely fitted. So um, you have women taking on different areas of PPE and fixing the problems. And then on the nonprofit side there, I I love to see different organizations who start going into school and like start to work with girls at an early age um, and expose them to construction and manufacturing and 3D printing and robotics. I think this is very cool so that girls Girls need to see more role models and need to see more opportunities that they can choose from when they finish school. And
0: doing it in our own way. Um, So I'm a pastor at a church and um, often I speak at events around the country and it like there hasn't been, well, not during COVID. There hasn't been an event I've done where someone, a young girl has come up and said, I've never seen someone who looks like me do what you're doing. And now I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about doing that. So for you, Ana, was was there someone, Anna, that like inspired you that like got you to think through this, like even as a career field?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I th- There were a few women that I enjoyed reading about. But one of them is Cheryl Sandberg, the COO of Facebook. She was mm-hmm. this hardcore woman <laughs> in the leadership team and made a lot of pro- progress for women in that space. Uh, but I, I think um it was more importantly that I was kind of a rebel when I was growing up I I hated when people told me girls are not supposed to do that and like this whole Russian immigrant environment the I heard this a lot because we grew up in Kazakhstan which is a Muslim country more conservative where women don't have always the same rights as men or same opportunities I should say as men and when I heard at the table like that women are not supposed to do that and when I heard like women are supposed to have Um, children and be at home like there's nothing wrong with that but you should have it as a choice and not someone telling you this so I'm like oh when I heard that women cannot do (laughs) engineering I'm like oh I I could (laughs) prove you all wrong so it was (laughs) I always wanted to have a job where I would have a purpose purpose was always super important to me and uh, like having a positive impact in the world and uh, yeah just proving for myself that I can do things that men can do.
0: Heck yeah. I love that. <laughs> I'm so tempted to buy my cousin a pair of these shoes. So my cousin is a lawyer by trade, but she works at a construction company. So she's the, one of the counsels for a construction firm. And so she's training these like pretty hardcore guys that are all the way up into foreman. And she, um, my cousin is about six feet tall. Um, and, uh, Former model, so she is very skinny, uh, beautiful, and she wears cowboy boots most days. But she, I went to her office and noticed there was a pair of heels on the floor, and I said, "What is that for?" She said, "You know, sometimes when people are giving me crap, like I put these heels on, and then I'm six four. So like, like you know." And she worked at a different. She didn't work at construction the whole time. This is her um, second, um, and she said, "I, I." like to look down on them and be like, this is how you're making me feel. How do you feel now? <laughs> like, you know? Um,
2: oh yeah. And I that's, think it's that's so funny. More
0: and more women like that are inspiring in some ways. Cause my cousin is like, not really a rebel in some ways. She's very like, you know, she's a lawyer. She's very um, clean cut and all this sort of stuff. But she puts on those beautiful designer shoes and towers over these guys who are standing in their work boots. And I think um, mm-hmm. it's not about, domination, but it's about participation and being lot la- like being in the space and not feeling like, like you said, like the fact that you would have to go to your car and switch out your shoes while everyone else is just directly going in, right? That makes a barrier and a difference.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and <clears throat> one of the reasons she might love her heels is that she is a little bit taller, but I can imagine when, when I wear heels, I feel so confident. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. when I have a bad day, sometimes I like okay, today was rough. Let's go out for dinner. I love to put on my heels or, in many cases, our gravity boots, and I'm like, let's. I feel amazing. And it's <clears throat> what do you wear has an impact on your self confidence and how how you enjoy your work overall.
0: It is about space making. I mean, really, it is. You're like mm-hmm. presenting mm-hmm. not just a a building, but you're presenting yourself. And so often, when it comes to Construction or engineering, project management even—it's you're not just selling the—you're selling your ability and your relationship to the people. Like you, you have mm-hmm. to give off that, like, because there's lots of people in the industry. So what is it about us that sets us apart? And sometimes exactly. it's that confidence, right? And if you don't have the confidence, people aren't probably going to hire you.
2: Mhm. Very true. And yeah, c- confidence is key. It doesn't matter where you work, being authentic and um what i've heard from many women who love our boots they sometimes send me a note saying thank you so much for designing these i finally feel like myself and we are all so much more successful when we can be our authentic selves instead of um dressing like our dads they say like i feel like i'm finally myself and not dressing wearing my dad's clothes <laughs> oversized dad's clothes so yeah Um, I love that. I'm not wearing,
0: I'm not pretending to be someone. I'm not, I'm, I'm actually this person. I think we all struggle with imposter syndrome. All of us, there's not a human who doesn't. Um, Mm -hmm. And then put yourself in a position where there aren't other women or there aren't, then you really feel like, am I like being myself in this? Um, I love that. One of the things that I think is really, I loved your product, bought it, had no idea who you were when I, I literally looked for steel toe boots and this was, I was like, I like this boot, didn't even know what it was, bought them for myself for my birthday. Um, cause for my 40th birthday, my friends helped me buy an Airstream and I bought myself these shoes. Um, and I, I, when I got the product, you could have done such a uh, intentional job of even the branding on the, on the shoe box. So like, I can't ever throw the shoe box out and I'm like a neat freak. Uh, Josie can tell you, but like each bag for each shoe and just like it feels like these boots are going to be a big part of your life just based on even the personal note that you sent. And then all the various um, accreditations that they have, like um, what does one boot you have? Like you can, there's slip stuff, there's uh, steel toe, there's, what are all of them? Can you, do you know all yeah. of them?
2: Yeah. Yeah. They, and they're different certifications. So the basic ones that are in, included in all of them is a the slip resisting outsole. A protective seal toe cap and then there are different variations based on the model one of our boots is uh, our couple models are electric hazard certified so this is meant for some for electricians so it has an insulating outsole to make sure that you would never get an electric shock then we have this esd boot which has the opposite effect uh, you know that you can sometimes have static charge when you start touch a door handle or your car door, like you have a little spark. That can be very dangerous when you work with highly flammable materials in a chemical plant. Uh, You could start a huge fire or if you're working with sensitive microchips, you could destroy a multi-million dollar chip just by touching it. So one one style of our boots conduct the static charge from the body through the boots to the ground. And then the latest model- I'm learning more
0: things to be afraid of that I didn't (laughs) know to be afraid of. Keep going, Anna, I'm so sorry. (laughs)
2: Yeah, and, and this last one, uh, I'll show you this very quick, but we just launched yesterday, um, the Fusion MT. It's a metatarsal boot. So it has not only a seal toe cap, but also an internal metatarsal guard. And we use a really innovative material. It's open cell foam material that is flexible at rest, which makes the boot very comfortable to walk in, uh, but and it hardens during impact. So creating a protective shield and they're super comfortable and stylish. I've been wearing them all week. That's so cute. (laughs) I
0: love it. I love too that it's like, um, this is for this one, this is for this one, again, just making it more and more, um, I guess like specific to the person and to the task that they have. And it's
2: specific, yeah, it's specific to your style and the job environment and the safety requirements that you have. Which model do you have? I think you have Omegas, right?
0: I believe they're the Omegas.
2: Yeah, very cool. I love them. <laughs> I yeah, wear is, them like that, that's the probably the that was the second model that we released. We launched with the Gravity Boot, which is meant as a walkthrough boot. So this is basically for women who work in in an office space most of the time, like being in meetings, being in presentations, and then once in a while have to be out on the shop floor to check on a project or just to get to a different conference room or when you're in sales and have to sell an amazing product to your clients. And then usually afterwards, they take you on a facility tour. Many women used to carry a whole bag of like their clunky boots to put on after the meeting. So now they, they say, it's amazing. I get on a flight, I'm wearing the boots. I go to the meeting, the facility tour and go back. So that, that yeah, those are, I do.
0: would just wear those as like a street shoe. I also have an ankle boot addiction. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, I I love that so much. Um, I would love to hear um, if there's any way that you think, because you have literally been a spacemaker for other people. I mean, creating a business, getting other people on board, um, really knowing your clients super well, when you think about what it means to make space for other people. Is there like one way that you think is a tangible and easy way for other people to make space for people?
2: Um, I think, I, I mean, our goal is to make more spaces for women in these non-traditional fields, not only manufacturing, construction, it's basically any right now male-centric environment. I want to open up more spaces, encourage more women to take on those careers because those are well-paid and incredibly interesting jobs. So I want them to have more courage to go into these spaces. And I think everyone can participate in this process by being aware of these, these issues and giving women the opportunity to, like everyone, the opportunity to get the right fitting PPE because when you have something that fits well, you will more likely wear it. You will not cut, cut any corners. You will be out on the shop floor or job site more often building those fa- face-to-face relationships that are incredibly important. So yeah, I think I think when we're on the right path to open up more spaces for, especially for women. I think so
0: too. Um, I know I'll be cheering you on. You'll have to, um, We'll. I'm for sure staying in touch with you. I am I am, um, definitely a believer in, um, it's so fun to find something that you're, you feel good about because it's eco-conscious too. Um, and by the way, this is not a commercial. We're not being paid to talk about these boots, but I, I think it's more this mindset that, um, something needs to change and I'm going to be the one to do it. We early on, um, and Josie and I working together on this podcast, we talked to a florist who, um, is a mutual friend, um, and she was talking about how she kept thinking it's just like exactly what you're talking about she kept thinking there's something like i for her it was this idea of diversity in um in the floral and wedding industry and she said i realized at some point that no one else was going to fix the problem and i i couldn't just be upset about it i had to do something about it and so um and i love that you said i got to do something about it and then you took the leap thank you Mm-hmm. so much for sharing with us your journey is there any way that people can get in touch with you is let us know about your website Instagram anything you would want to share with our listeners
2: of course first of all thank you so much for having me on your podcast this was such a fun conversation and I, so I think cool. we could keep keep going for four hours um, I hope at some point we can meet in person and enjoy coffee together yeah, oh, yeah. Come, come to Washington. or a German
0: beer come on
2: oh, yes okay German beer is- Mm-hmm. that. Um, we, everyone, people can find us at XenaWorkware.com and Xena spelled X-D-N-A and if you have any, any questions or want to reach out to me directly, email me at Anastasia at XenaWorkware.com or connect with me on LinkedIn under Anastasia Craft. I'm happy to help any way I can and love to connect with like-minded people my last question yeah. that i have
0: to ask is the name xena is it because of the warrior princess
2: uh you know um we experienced so many names and basically at some point i had a few of my friends around me and said okay guys um what is the most badass female name that you can think of <laughs> and then they started throwing up a bunch of names i'm like "Zena, Zena sounds good i mean um what well, you connect in your head is, um, if you're connected to the warrior princess, that's good. But we never use any of that in our marketing. No, you are not yeah. using,
0: that's correct, uh, not developed out of the character known as Xena. But yes, it is a pretty badass name. <laughs> yeah, well, you can find... Cool. You can follow along with us. I'm sure we'll have Anna on again. You can follow us on Making Spaces Podcast on um, Instagram, as well as you can send us an email at Making Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us and find our show, uh, anchor.fm dash slash, slash. Is this a slash? Slash. slash. Making Spaces. Um, Josie, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on instagram at josie takes the world you can find me on twitter at josie takes um that's about it <laughs> that's okay. and this week we have a big announcement you can now get merch we have actually started designing clothes so from a couple of com- weeks ago we had a great conversation where someone said you belong here because you are here and so we have made a bunch of t-shirts um that say you belong here because you are here if you're looking for those where can they find them you can go to society six slash
1: making spaces podcast and they don't just come to t-shirts. you can get a mug, a phone case,
0: a credenza, a yeah. shower we'll t- curtain. Oh my heavens. Like who needs a credenza
1: with that you. on it? You can do whatever they want. I'm
0: not judging None of my anyone. business. Friends. Thank you so much for joining us. I will say this. Join us next week. We will be saving space for you. Bye.